Hi, welcome to another episode of the NASCAST. We are now in the episode, I think, number six or seven. Uh, well, we have an advice before start. Uh, sorry about the past program. We tried to do this episode before. Uh, we tried to talk about history aviation, but at the end of the at the end of the day, we tried this four times, and well, the communications were so ugly. We couldn't realize the call between all the all the team. But well, now this is a new podcast, and uh, well. Na Angle Nascast is a podcast about technology, science, and mostly simulations. Before we start, we have a new surprise in this new in this new episode, which is a new team member. Um, could you present you, please? Uh, hi. Uh, <laughs> it's supposed that I present. Well, I introduce me myself. Uh, the last podcast board for the program technicals. We need to introduce me again. Uh, my name is Sergio, and nice to meet you. And it's a pleasure being here with my friends, uh, Elena Azel. Yeah, he, like us, is an um, aeronautical engineer. He also has a master's degree in um, mechanical engineering, so, well, Welcome to the team. And well, we have in here also we are common host of every week. How are you? Hey, here is Asael. And I'm well, fine. Good, good. And well, I'm Lamlosa. So, starting with the with the format of the program, uh, how was your week, um, Sergio? Or what do you bring us about science or technology? Well, I bring um, um, maybe a how can you say? Uh, I talk about uh, the myths about becoming an astronaut uh, from NASA. Well, it's supposed that there are some myths that people think about uh, you need to be for become a, becoming an astronaut. But in fact, it's not necessary. For example, uh, all astronauts have piloting experience in, in the pilot to be an astronaut. Flying experience is not a requirement, but could be beneficial to have. Another uh, point is that all astronauts have perfect vision. It's, it's okay if you don't have 2020 vision, but for all corrective surgery procedures of the eyes now are allowed, providing at least one year has passed since the date two of the previous with no per permanent advance after effects. Another myth is uh, it's like uh, all astronauts have advanced in ways like uh, PhD. Uh, the fact is that while a bachelor's degree from an accredited university is necessary, an advanced degree is not required to become an astronaut. And finally, the last myth is 
that astronauts are required to have military experience in order to be selected as the first mate and it's not necessary to have experience military uh, to become an astronaut it's an interesting uh, topic for all people that maybe have a brain to be astronauts one day yeah actually I, I always talk that we need to have a and a PhD degree to be to become an astronaut, but uh, it's interesting to know that we can be only uh, normal people. <laughs> well, only with the, with the bachelor degree. So, well, continue with the, our weeks. How was your week, Asel? Hey, this week about um, disinfection caused by uh, my malware called Fireball. And it comes from China. Well, this is maybe the largest infection. Of, yeah, the largest infection in history, and one of the most uh, affected countries. They in the article they mentioned three: uh, India, Brazil, and Mexico. So it represents the 20% of the corporate networks, which is really, really a a really important uh, quantity. Uh, and it's really important because uh, you can execute even commands remotely, including download for their, uh, another malicious software. And also, no, and they also not just affected Windows; they affected Android and, and even Linux. So, this kind of attacks uh, will be will be most, more common in the next few years. Yeah, that that's interesting about because we we recently have an another threat was the was more I don't know how to say it uh, well we hear that a lot about the about the malware that was affecting for Windows security and well now we have this issue but I don't what, what is the difference because I didn't realize about this this issue since until you said this new or why what's, yeah. what's different yeah, I think it was no so um, so noisy because it it didn't affect the the social networks, you know, Twitter and Facebook. They were okay, but the the corporate, the the enterprise um, computers were really affected. So um, this is the difference. Maybe we didn't notice. We didn't know. We didn't notice uh, this issue because of that. And the last one that you were mentioning, it was about it was about a security issue that Windows um, patch the the next day. So it's it's kind of different. Yes, also it, the, the issue was so impressive that also Windows ha, had released a new patch for Windows XP. Yeah, yeah. And even they, they didn't continue the support because I think it the last support they they did it was like two years ago. 
Yeah, that, that that was a really big issue. At least was affecting was affecting more for to to Windows. But well, let's see what happened in the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we'll continue with the weeks. My week, uh, I was reading the news about the new, about the price of the Intel i9 processor. Uh, in the past podcast, we had a we had a review about AMD and about what what was doing the enterprise. And well, now we have the announcement of the Intel Core i9 Extreme Edition, but with a with a price of 2000 well actually is $1999 so well i think it's kind of kind of expensive for example we are we live in here in mexico and the ex, ex, exchange rate is it's very high i think we will see the processor in here like Forty thousand Mexican pesos, and I don't know. It, at least here is kind of kind of expensive. I don't know if in in US dollars if it's impressive as in here or or is a little ball a little bit more manageable the the price. But, well, I I think we can sell our kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's actually it's very very expensive. At least the exchange rate will affect us very much. Also, well, they didn't um, announce the characteristics or the specs of the processors. Uh, I was reviewing about the speed clock, the cache memory, but I, I at least at the uh, at the sources I was I was looking for, I didn't found the data. And also, well, now now we know that the processor will will waste uh, 140 watts of energy. So also we need a power supply, a very good power supply. <laughs> it's necessary more information about this new product because no no a lot of products. Uh, Goods. Yeah, actually, even AMD Ryzen, there is no so much information. Only the, I think there is only the launch dates. So well, we need to to wait a little bit more in order to see what's the ex, uh, the exact specs of the of the processors. So continuing, uh, what what's the quote of the week, Asel? Yeah, the quote of the week says, The earth is the cradle of humanity, but mankind cannot stay in the cradle forever. From By Konstantin Tsiolkovsky, a Russian rocket manufacturer. Yeah, what do you think about it? They can reply it. It's the only planet who wears lips, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> yeah. Well, but actually, you can travel with Scarlett Johansson to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
uh, I read this article about uh, make, making uh, the earth uh, a great flower. Yeah, a great factory, and we will live in colonies in space, but uh, I don't like it because here is everything I know. Yeah, well, actually, we, we, I think we, we will reach the, the Mars surface very soon, but, but I don't know, maybe. Uh, we should care a little bit more about the Earth because even in the past days we heard about the, the retirement of US from the from Paris uh, treat about the global warming so I don't know <laughs> Yeah, and, and I feel this campaign about making the Earth great again and forget about Mars. Take care of the planet. <laughs> yeah, take care of the planet. So, yeah. well, I think it's all for the parts of the introduction. Let's go to the topic of the week. back with the topic of the week so now we are bringing a new topic that which the in the recent years we we will we have been talking very much about and well it's about their airspace uh, race that who can reach first the mars also There, there was a big uh, shortage of money to NASA some some years before, and well, from that reason is what born the CubeSats, um, which are on a militarized satellite for space research, and well, as the name said, is a is a cube. <laughs> It's very very little in comparison with the normal satellites so well I don't know if, Asael, if you can to tell us a little bit of the history yeah it, it 
It was proposed in 1999 by Professor George Puig Suari of California Polytechnic State University and Bob Twiggs of Stanford University. They are like two rock stars in, in aerospace. So the goal was to enable graduate, graduate students to be able to, to design, build, test, and operate in space, uh, yeah, a spacecraft with capabilities similar to that of the first spacecraft, the Sputnik, you know, the, the first satellite who, uh, which was um, orbiting the Earth. And then uh, it was initially proposed, but it wasn't intended to be a standard Rather, um, it was it was becoming a standard um, throughout the years, and the first cubesats were launched in June of 2003 on a Russian Eurorock. And approximately 75 cubesats have been placed into orbit. Um, this number by 2012. So, yeah, this is kind of the history about it. So well, that's that's where it worked, and well, now it's a common, it's a common prototype, not not prototype, it's a common experiments in a cheap way. But when we launch something to the space, we need to, or we have some very very specific specs. So what can you tell us about the design of these little cubesats? Well, I was talking about it. Design uh, the CubeSat specifications accomplish several high level goals. The main reasons for maintaining satellites is to reduce the cost of deployment and are often suitable for launching multiples using the excess capacity of large launch vehicles. The CubeSat designs especially minimize risk. To the rest of the to, of the launch mm, vehicles and payloads. The encapsulation of the launcher's payload interference take away the amount of work that could be pre previously be required for maintaining the payback satellite with this launcher. Unification among the payloads and launchers enable quick change of payloads and utilization of launch opportunities on short notice. Uh, the standard cubes are made of uh, 12 for 10 for 11.35 centimeters units designed to provide the 10 for 10 for 10 centimeters or one liter of useful volume will weight no more than 1.33 kilograms uh, approximately 2.9 Lives per unit. The smallest standard size is YU, while 3U is the largest being composed, composed of the three units stacked lightweights with an additional 6.4 cm diameter cylinder center on the long axis and extending 3.6 cm beyond the face. There are different classifications are used to categorize such miniature satellites based on mass. You, when you CubeSats belong to the Gen-Rail or Pico satellites, many satellites uh, are about um, 
Yeah, well, that's about the, the dimensions. So, well, as we can see, it's a very, very little um, sat satellite. But also, uh, there there needs some improvements about, or well, regarding the structure. So, the number of joined units classified of, of the sides of CubeSats and according with the CubeSat design specification, and well, are scalable a wall along one axis the, to fit forms from 0.5u, 1u, 1.5u, 2u, or 3u. So all the standard size of CubeSats have been built and launched and represent the form factors for nearly all launched CubeSats as 2015. So well, now we are using materials that that must feature the same coefficient of thermal expansion, thermal expansion as, the as the deployer prevent jamming. So specifically, the materials that has been has been using is um, four aluminum alloys, the 70, 70, 75, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, on the structure with contact, contacts with the peapot must be anodized to prevent cold welding and other materials must may be used in, for the structure if a weaver is obtained so beyond cold welding further consideration is put into material selection as not all the materials can be used in bacons so well that's our the consideration because it's a um, it's, uh, with in the vacuum in the space so also there is uh, there is so many radiation but also it's very cold but if you reach the the part of the light of the sun is kinda the problem is the radiation so it's is very interesting about this. So well also when we are launching uh, a CubeSat also, we need a form to control it, but, well, how can we reach that kind of computing as well? Yeah, in the field of computing, just like larger satellites, CubeSats often feature multiple computers handling different tasks in parallel. And this parallel computer, this parallel architecture could be just three microprocessors running the same code and, and have a, another fourth one as a watchdog, ensuring that that every instruction is very is the same and it's not corrupted. And yeah, this main board uh, is in charge of attitude control, power management, payload operation, and yeah, the primary control task. Uh, it's typical to include their own computer as do the power management, but the payloads must be able to interface with the primary computer to be useful. And 
sometimes it requires another small computer or, or another board. Uh, this is kind of hard due to the, due to the limitations of, of the room in, in a CubeSat, so we, we need to do a very good design in, in electronics. And still the primary computer may be used for related tasks, which include uh, image processing, data, data analysis, and data compressions. And delegate another task, so uh, like attitude controls, calculations for orbital maneuvers, scheduling, and activation of an active thermal control components. Yeah, you, you, touch, you touch base with a special topic, which is attitude control. We launched the satellite, but how can we... How can we control that? So I don't know what what do you have about that, Sergio, about the attitude control? Yeah, attitude control for cubes and relays. Uh, all miniaturized technology with, without significant performance degradation. Tumbling typically occurs as soon as a CubeSat is deployed. Due to asymmetric deployment force and bumping with another CubeSats, some CubeSats operate normally with while tumbling, but those that require pointing in a certain directions or cannot operate safely while spinning must be detumbled. Systems that perform attitude determination and control include reaction wheels, magnet torques, thrusters, star trackers, sun sensors, air sensors, angular rate sensors, and GPS receivers and antenna. Combination of these systems are typically seen in order to take each method's advantage and mitigate their shortcomings. Uh, pointing in a specific direction is necessary for air observation, orbital man maneuvers, maximizing uh, solar power, and some scientific instruments. Directional pointing accuracy can be achieved by sensing air and its horizon, the sun, or specific stars, and determination of CubeSat locations can be done through the use of an onboard GPS, which is relatively expensive for a CubeSat, or by reliving radar tracking data through the craft from Earth-based tracking systems. Yeah, that's that's one way to to com communicate and control the the satellites, but also when we are I don't know flying or floating in the space, well, also we need some proportion that well. Uh, in the recent years, the propulsion has made rapid advancements in the following technologies, for example, cold gas, chemical propulsion, electric propulsion, and solar sails. Well, the biggest challenge in the CubeSats is preventing the risks to the launch vehicle and also its primary the payload while still prov providing significant capability. That means that we cannot weigh so much of the payload available uh, and use it, using it in propulsion systems. So, components and methods that are commonly used in larger satellites are, are disallowed or limited and the, and the CubeSat design specification, the CDS, requires a waiver pressurization above one 
1.2 standard atmospheres over uh, 100 uh, of stored chemical energies and hazardous materials. So, well, what we have as a propulsion system, for, for example, we have cold gas thrusters, which is mainly uh, inert gas such as nitrogen in a pressure tank. So, the gas is released by the nozzle, and well, we is produce also the the thrust. So all so also we have chemical proportion, uh, which are systems in a chemical reaction to that produce a higher pressure gas, which also is accelerated out in the nozzle. Uh, electric propulsion is typical typically uses electric energy to accelerate accelerate propellant to high speeds, which results in a high high specific impulse. Uh, many of these technologies can be made of a small small enough for the use in nanosatellites. So what we see in this kind of technology are hole effect thrusters, ion thrusters, pulse plasma thrusters, electrospray thrusters, and resistor jets. Also, we have solar sails because, well, also it's called light sails or photon sails, which are from a spacecraft propulsion using the radiation pressure. So, well, it's very interesting this kind of stuff. But after that, we have to maintain live the primary systems of the CubeSats. Um, what's the way that is being using, or it's being used to provide power to the satellite? Yeah, you are talking about the energy that the satellite needs to needs to make in order to to work. Yeah, it is obtained by by solar cells, and remember, it's a cubesat, and it has a limited surface area in on their external walls. So, um, this these solar cells are connected to a lithium battery, which is right now the most um, reliable technology that we have. And well, this. This is uh, dedicated to electrical power system. Uh, also, these batteries are connected to uh, to some future heaters to prevent the battery from reaching dangerous dangerous low temperature, which might cause the battery admission failure. Uh, interesting is that the CubeSat is not uh, is not charged while you are launching it and before you deploy it. This is because you can cause accidents with with the vehicle, in this case a rocket, or maybe the International Space Station, um, because you can interfere the transmissions if you, if you turn on the satellite. So you just launch it, and you wait until the battery is charged and then satellites uh, start to work. Yeah, so also, well, we can, we need a specific way to communicate with the satellites. Also, if we need to tr 
to to reach about the systems or to control them so what kind of uh, telecommunications are being used for CubeSats? For telecommunications, uh, the low cost of CubeSats has enabled in present access to space for smaller institutions and organizations, but for most CubeSats firms, the range and available power is limited to about two watts for its communications antenna. They can use radio communication system in the BHF, UHF, LSC, and X-Band. For UHF, BHF, transmission, a single electrical antenna and on four monopole antenna are deployed by a spring loaded mechanism. Because of tumbling on low power range, radio communications are a challenge. Many chipsets use an omnidirectional monoplate or the Deployed antenna built with commercial measuring tape. For more than nine nets, some companies offer high gain antennas for CubeSats for the deployments and pointing systems are significantly more complex. Yeah. So, well, also, um, we need about thermal management because when we are in the part of the sun and well the radiation and the reflection of the radiation by the earth uh, will generate a heat heat in the aircraft well in the grass components but also when we are going in the in the dark area f for going like that well it's very very cold so so we will need a cool, uh, a cool, no, well, an isolation and heaters for the battery. Because if we lose the battery, we will lose the communication and control for the satellite. But well, that's about the design, the design components or some recommendations about the about the CubeSat. But I ask, uh, the CubeSats are difficult to build or are kind of easy or, or what? In theory, it's not difficult, but the most challenging topic is that you have to be uh, certified for building a CubeSat. That's the most uh, problematic thing. Yeah, I agree with Sergio. Um, I wouldn't say it's kind of hard building a uh, CubeSat. You can you can get all the parts even in internet. Uh, the structure, the, the most, uh, the easiest way to to get it is going to this company called Pumpkin, or even you can make it if you have the the proper um, the proper tools but another thing that maybe is hard to do and, and I think it's maybe the hardest uh, it's the, the launch or the deployment because you have to you have to pass a, a uh, yeah criteria yeah you have, you have to meet the specifications for the determined uh, vehicle 
Yeah, uh, you talk you touch a good a good topic about the launching system. So there is a special rockets for this, or how, or using an um, atmospheric balloon, or well, weather balloon to reach that heights, or how do we launch uh, the CubeSat? The most common way to, to launch uh, a CubeSat is through the International Space Station. So if you build a CubeSat, you also have to meet the, the requirements to have something in the International Space Station. So, and another way to do it is for sounding rockets. For example, NASA launched them from this site in the north, I don't remember, Wallops, yeah, Wallops Island. And they launch like five CubeSats in, in a small rock. Yeah, also I know that some countries like India, uh, Japan, Russia, uh, uh, the Ukraine, are well, can launch this can this kind of satellites. I don't know if you know any any other country that is launching. China, also. Yeah, also China. Yeah, well, and well, that's about the design, and now we are launching that, but. What is what is what is the CubeSat for? Because at the end of the day, you can build it in every place you can. For if you have a clean room, well, launch it in any way. But what is the use or what are the applications for the CubeSat? The applications are limitless. It could be. It could be anything you want. Uh, I don't know. You just have. You just want to take a picture, or or prove another. Well, yeah. Being a satellite, it means you will be um, you will be harnessed by the radiation, so you can uh, test um, coding in order to protect the, the circuit. Or maybe you uh, see you can use uh, a new way of transistors. I don't know, maybe graphene, stuff like that. Another application yeah. is like Earth observation. The standard mission for a CubeSat in low Earth orbit is to communicate with ground stations, and some say sends back a few photos. Uh, multi-body reconfiguration experiments. Uh, one of the greatest appeals of CubeSat is that they are ships to launch and fast to deploy, especially especially when compared to longer custom-built spacecraft. Uh, astronomy to look for some stars uh, and delivers chipsets to cool space. That's the most common applications for CubeSats. Well, that's that's very good uh, uh, things. But, well, now we live in a, in a 
third world country uh, we are not uh, not have a, a very very good base in aircraft and airspace uh, research research teams so what do you think about the future in developing countries for example Latin America also I don't know if India that kind of countries we we could reach the stars for countries like Latin America mainly uh, another part that is the third world I'm optimistic maybe uh, I think this is is possible uh, to reach the stars or maybe you know Uh, to manage some projects and contribution with another country so not necessary uh, and other institutions international institutions that can be al allowed and be able uh, to build some cubesats or another kind of spacecraft yeah um I think we can build it definitely, but maybe the hardest part is launch, so we can team up with with countries as as Sergi said. So we are definitely going to touch the stars. Yeah. Also, well, that's about the the cubesat. In in fact, what do you think that we? also could launch the rocket and the CubeSat will develop the rocket and then launch or would be more interesting first develop the rockets and then trying to launch or we have to touch base with with another space stations and in specific countries well it's not necessary to develop a rocket for the Uh, most cheapest method is just send the, your own CubeSat and other developed countries, or maybe in, I don't know India or United States, or that, and that they take over the CubeSat and launch that to the space. It's not necessary that you have to need a, a space station. Yeah, yeah, and maybe maybe develop the rocket. It's very, very, very expensive, but um, it's necessary in order to be independent from this field. Yeah, also I agree with that uh, because at the end of the day we can do the do the cubesat but if we can launch it by ourselves well will be kind of difficult well i think that but well we we need to develop a little bit more in that application areas so well also the in the recent days we we've been talking so much about hilo and, and specific and unknown people Or well, unknown person, which is Elon Musk. So, do you think that Elon Musk will provide services for launching CubeSats, or 
or what do you think? Obviously, have the technology and, and the support and the I don't know the uh, the money to develop this kind of technology for he for him I know is uh, uh, useful technology. It can be used for communication or maybe uh, mission supports or another to another um, mission that they can think. I think he, he's already doing it um, because CubeSats are used are now utilized for um, balancing the mass of the rockets. So he's launching rockets. Uh, right now but maybe maybe he's not uh, thinking about this method but definitely definitely he will do it yeah so well I think uh, that's all from my part I don't know if you have any comment or any other questions uh, regarding the topic no I think we covered it Okay, so, well, I think we can continue to the last part of the podcast. Audio Jungle We are back with the last part of the podcast, but also we remember to you uh, that we, you can send us uh, uh, questions regarding CAE models or, or also, for example, if you have some doubt regarding the topics that, that we've been touching in the different podcasts, well, you can ask something for regarding that. So we make the the post in our Facebook page or you can leave it in the in the audio also you can use our official fa uh, official web page which is nasimulation.blogspot.mx so we are releasing that post every week So well now we have some uh, some services that we you know, that we can provide to you so there is some translations in 
regarding regarding Russian, Spanish and English we can combinate or if you have a Russian text we can uh, translate it to Spanish or English as you wish so well that's the that's we can do for so also we have some services for CAE if you have some uh, some components that you want to optimize well you can touch it with us also uh, recently we we have been receiving some questions in our Facebook page regarding some school works also school school work is is normal the all on the homework I think you can we, you can touch base with us but regarding the exams uh, please don't do that try to do the exam uh, by yourself is not uh, I, I don't know try to try to do that we we passed that point uh, before try to ask to your professors please don't don't uh, don't let be, be honest with yourself <laughs> be honest with yourself uh, don't try to to avoid the tasks of do it of do your exams please so well if you have an, a very specific uh, topic that you want to touch base with us we can provide the training but we have to prepare the material uh, we can provide to you the training in a specific um, time so we can do that if you want to prepare for uh, for uh, kind of test but we don't do the tests for you so as, as Sergio said be honest with you so well that's well, that's all from that part well you can follow us in the Facebook page which is the simulation NAS please give it a like share with share the podcast with your friends you can find us in e in ebox e and itunes also you can send us an email in connection.nas uh, at gmail.com so well you can send us an email regarding of one of the services that we have for your specific country because also we have some some services but mostly in mexico So that's all from that part. Uh, now we we will pass to the recommendation part. Uh, what do you recommend this week, Sergio? Well, this week uh, I recommend a book. It's called The Three Body Problem by Liu Qin. He's a Chinese uh, author and set, set against the backdrop of China Cultural Revolution. A secret military project sent signals into space to establish contacts with aliens and alien civilization on, a, on the brink of destruction captures the signal and plans to, to invade the Earth. That's all that I can say. You have to read if you are a fan of science fiction. That, that's my recommendation for this week. 
Uh, well, what about your recommendation, Asel? Well, this time I, I recommend you to check the new release of Duolingo. And, well, the news is that you, you can access now to the Japanese language, which is very, very uh, useful for those who are interested in, in that and maybe for the basics. That's all. Okay. So regarding my recommendation, uh, well, this week uh, I found this Easter egg in my cell phone. So what do you have to do if you have the se the seventh version of Android? You go to your adjust your settings go to the cell phone version and then well when you see the uh, the build version of the of the android press so much times and then we we will appear an easter egg after that go to go to your icons or quick access in the uh, the uh, upper area of your of your screen so then try to add another another icon and then you will see something like says easter egg and that easter egg is is like a pokemon but with cats it's very interesting uh, you can capture cat pokemons in your cell phone so That's a pretty interesting Easter egg in the new Android versions. So, well, I think that's all for um, this episode. I don't know if you have any talks before we leave. Take care of the planet. <laughs> share this podcast with your friends. So, well, please share with your friends the podcast and follow us in Facebook and visit our official web page so that's all from the from our part let's see see you the next time see you